thank you, thank you for ushering me in your presence. Yeah, I appreciate that. I know. Well, uh, tonight is another consecration night. It is, or should I say, concentration night? <laughs> Um, it's the third night. The first night, Sister Diva had spoke uh, a fight for the family. Second night, our first lady, Peggy, was um, hearing, fighting, fight to hear the God. Yeah, I got a little echo, echoing up here. Um, and tonight is deliverance night, fight for deliverance. Amen. Amen. And um, let me open in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you for allowing us to worship you. I thank you for giving us a choice, Father God. I thank you that you are here with us, Father God. I thank you in the name of Jesus. Use my lips, all of you, none of me, Father God. Thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, like I said, deliverance. <clears throat> and um, Pastor sent me an email, and uh, you may be seated here. Pastor had uh, sent me an email uh, before he even told me that I was going to be up here, and <laughs> he's sneaky, that's all I can say, because I couldn't really say no once he put my name out there. I was 99% sure I was going to say no if he had told me first, but um, something came to mind, though, uh, years ago, there was a, uh, uh, a man of God, he was a prophet, and he was telling me, he was telling my wife, like, okay. During Walter's calling, he is not going to want to go. He is not going to like this. He is not going to want to do it. But, you know, make sure he goes. And that, that, it just hit me like the last, what, yesterday or something. Like, oh, man, you know. Wow, this, this is it. But um, anyway, here I am in uh, Deliverance Night. I'm going to start off with uh, my daughter, Elise. Elise, not, not, not the little one. That the one that run from April, but the older one. <laughs> <laughs> Elise, uh, uh, what is it, a day later or the same day Pastor has sent me the email. That night, uh, uh, <laughs> God was showing me something. My daughter, it was nighttime, it was time to go to bed, right? Elise goes up to the stairs and she's at, at the end of the stairs and she paused, she stopped, she said, oh my gosh, daddy, it's a spider, it's a spider. Elise is scared to death of spiders, afraid. Spiders have her in bondage. They own her. They own her. She's tomboyish, but when it comes to spiders, they got her in check, you know. So she's, she's sitting at the stairs. She said, oh, my gosh, a spider. And I'm sitting there looking at her. I'm sitting there watching TV, and I'm looking at her staring. And, and she's just sitting there, sitting there. I'm going to see how long this goes. And she's sitting there, sitting there, and she's like, huh? Daddy, come get the spider, Daddy. Daddy, come kill the spider. And I'm sitting there just looking at her, looking at her. And I say, okay, I see you, God. I see what you're doing. And um, so she's sitting there some more. And, and finally, I say, Elise, you will not be able to go up those stairs and get your rest until you kill it, okay? So she sat there for some more. She tried her best. She grabbed some paper towels, ripped the paper towels. <laughs> Didn't work. And I'm sitting there still staring at her, isn't it? Not doing nothing. So then she grabbed one my hammer that was sitting by and she goes with the hammer. <laughs> boom! Boom! Loud bangs. I, 
Crystal probably heard, I'm like, boom. She dropped the hammer, ah, you know, she ran away. I'm like, oh, look at this thing. And she's still sitting there a long time. I'm like, wow, I know what you're doing, God. But I got God's point. But um, the thing is, the, the end of the story is she just ended up running past the spiders, just going up to her place of rest, her bed. But she needed daddy's help. She needed daddy's help. And, and she wasn't going to get to that place of rest until daddy was there with her to smash that thing, smash that spider, kill that thing for her. And I was like, okay, God, yeah, I see what you're doing. I mean, she, Elise was crazy. It's, it's, it's looking at me eight times, you know. She, wow, it's, it's crazy. But, um, yeah, that's what I'm saying, that, that daddy deliverance. Deliverance is, uh, is like, daddy, help us because I can't do it on my own. You know, it's deliverance to me. And there's all types of deliverances, bondages, strongholds, demons, jealousy, lust. Under the umbrella of lust is pornography, uh, 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 adultery, uh, fornication, uh, fear, there's doubt, there's guilt, drugs, self-mutilation. All these things can um, wrap people up in bondages. Am I qualified to do this? Yes, I had some bondages in my life. I'm not talking about the problems and stuff, but I'm talking about the bondages and strongholds that I had in my life. Um, one, pornography. I'll put it out there, pornography, before I was Christian. I didn't even know I was addicted until I became a Christian and tried to lose it, and boom. You know, Father, help me. I, I did not know when. I can't give you the date. I can't give you the date or anything. I just know he did it. Glory to glory. He brought me out of that, you know, and, and boom, did that. Uh, and if I go to the demon, demons, I had two demons in me. He delivered me out of those. And people I went to church with knew, knew I had demons. And it makes it all the worse because they're looking at you funky. They're looking at you weird. You get that loneliness and everything just to add to everything. Um, what else? My marriage. My marriage was, was, was in a bondage situation. And, and God deliver us out of that in a powerful way. I have a powerful testimonies, testimony about that, you know, but I'm not going to tell it or anything tonight. But, I mean, it's so powerful. But I, I did tell one, one person or two persons, and it seems when I tell them, us out crying in tears because it's so powerful. But God, the thing is, God has brought me out of some bondages, some strongholds. He has delivered multiple times in my life he has delivered what we expect of him tonight deliverance 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 from him all right tonight every time i say egypt is going to be is like bondage bondage because in the bible talks about egypt is always going going down to egypt going down to egypt you know never up to egypt is going down to egypt every time you hear me say egypt think bond okay this is I don't know what this is doing, if it keeps going on. Okay, okay, that's cool. All right, so I'm going to be jumping around a lot. I figured tonight I'm going to be uh, reading, reading from the Bible a lot. Um, I think that fit the setting good, just in case. Back up. Use the mic? If it keeps going, okay, gotcha, okay. Where was I now? Yeah, Egypt, every time you hear me say Egypt, think bondage, every, you know, everything. Well, I'm going to be reading out of Exodus chapter 3, chapter 5, chapter 6, and chapter 12. I'll stay in the same book for y'all, that's all I can say, but I'll be jumping around. 
between chapter 3, chapter 5, chapter 6, and chapter 12. I thought it'd be fitting because this is a mass deliverance, a mass deliverance. All right, and I am starting at verse 7. I'll be jumping around a lot. If you could stay with me, stay with me. That's good. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppressed of my people, the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because their taskmasters, because of their taskmasters. For I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up from the land to a good and large land, to a land of flowing with milk and honey, to a place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Now, therefore, behold, I cry to the children of Israel, as I come, as Israel has come to me, I, and I have also seen the oppression which the Egyptians oppressed them. One thing I like about that verse right, right there in these verses is God sees, God sees the oppression of his people. He sees. God sits on a throne, but he looks down. God sits on the throne, but he looks down. You know, that means he, he, has, he has his throne, but he cares in the affairs of man's life. He cares for us, okay? Come, uh, number 10, verse 10. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh. He's talking to uh, Moses. That, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Okay, out of Egypt, remember, I'm talking bondage, out of bondage. Okay, I'm jumping now to Exodus chapter 5, verse 5. And this is where Moses confronts Pharaoh, he talks to Pharaoh, and um, it reads this. And Pharaoh said, and he's talking to Moses, you know, look, the people of the land are many now, and you, you make them rest from their labor? So the same day Pharaoh commanded the taskmasters of the people and their officers, saying, you shall no longer give the people straw to make brick as before. Let them go and gather straw for themselves. Uh, what happened here was, Moses came, hey, let, let the Lord's people go. Boom, Pharaoh, like, what? What you talking about, you know? All right, I got you, I got you, I got you. So what happens? Pharaoh turns around and say, you know what? Tell these Israelites, you straw, uh, go get their own straw to make their bricks. And back in that day, they, they mixed the straw with the mud and the clay and everything so that it worked like barbed wire does in concrete so that it wouldn't fall apart. So um, basically, this, the, the Israelites had to do more labor this is a good example of when God's people came to set them free. Guess what? The enemy in the spirit pushes back. God's people came, pushed, they pushed back. I'm jumping down to verse 13 now. And the taskmasters for, forced And the taskmasters forced them to hurry, saying, fulfill your work, your daily quota. As when there was straw, also the officers of the children of Israel, whom Pharaoh's taskmasters had set over them, were beaten and were asked 
and, and were asked, why have you not fulfilled your task in making brick both yesterday and today as the day before? I mean, you got to think these uh, uh, Israelites been been slaves for a long time and and now they're doing more work. They have to make the same quota as before, gathering their own straw. And it's like, okay, God tried to deliver us, and now the enemy is hitting back. Some, some, of, some of us may, may, we might see a move of God get close to the delivery, then the enemy, get, we get pushed back. They push back, and it's like, oh, man, you know, it's, it's even heavier. It's even a heavier load, you know. And, um, I mean, you got you to gotta think that some of those Israelites might have been mad at Moses. Moses, shut your mouth. Man, crap, now we got to do more work, you know. Oh, always running his mouth. He was a house one anyway. He wouldn't. He wouldn't in the field slave. <laughs> okay. Now I'm jumping to Exodus six. Exodus six, verse five. Okay. All right, and it reads this. And I have also heard the the groaning groaning of the children of Israel whom the Egyptians keep in bondage, and I have remembered my covenant. God remembers his covenant. God remembers his covenant. Those are who are in bondage or oppressed. God remembers his covenant. Therefore, say to the children of Israel, I am the Lord. I will bring you out from under. I will bring you out from under the burdens of Egypt. I will rescue you. I will rescue you from their bondage. Their bondage, not your bondage, is their bondage. And I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments. Uh, I'm s- jumping down to 13, chapter 6, verse 13. The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron and gave them a commandment. God is issuing a commandment now for the Israelites and, and, and King Pharaoh. Bring the children of Israel out of the land. God is issuing a command. God is issuing a command tonight. Bring his people out. Amen. Bring his people out. Okay, so basically it goes on like this. They go round for round, Pharaoh and, and, and God, you know, ten rounds, ten plagues, ten rounds, you know, and, uh, and Pharaoh's like, no, 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 you know. It goes on for ten rounds, and then God said, okay, okay, I got this. All right, I will handle this. You know, I'm, I'm in uh, chapter 12 now. Chapter 12 of Exodus, verse 7. So after those rounds, after that fight, after that, after that fight, wh- what is going on there? Us, out, us here today, we see that fight going on, okay, 10 times. You know, Moses kept coming, Moses and Aaron kept coming back to Pharaoh. You know, those of who are oppressed and need deliverance, we're like, is this it? There go Moses. This is it. We're going to be free. Oh, we're going to be set free. Oh, man, so close. You know, is this is it? We're going to be free. Oh, man. oh, so close. You know, you, you feel that. Oh, I'm getting there. I felt that in my own life. As Sister Diva said, when she talked about family, you know, uh, had her pray for family. You know, that's what she needed, fight for family. Tonight, I need fight from, from fear. You know, that's one of my bondages. And I've had a couple spirits going round 10, round 10, you know, all the way to round 10, you know, like, is this it? This is it. Oh, I felt some. I felt some go oh, coming back. Oh, I felt, you know, it is a war going on. But anyhow, verse 7, Exodus 12, verse 7. And this is, um, this is where God lays it down. He said, you know what? This is it. I'm through. Okay. Round over. It's over at round 10. All right. I'm done. 
And here it is. And they shall take some of the blood and put it on two doorposts on the lintel of the houses where they eat. The doorpost is, is there, two doors and the lintel. The house, the person who needs deliverance here tonight, put the blood on your doorpost and then the lintel. The doorpost of your house, that's the, I consider that your heart. Put the blood on your heart. Then, then they shall eat the flesh on that night, roasted in fire. This is a lamb now, roasted in fire. The lamb you eat has been through fire, okay? With unleavened bread and with, with bitter herbs, they shall eat. Do not eat it raw. Why do not eat it raw? Because it's not finished. It's not finished raw. It's not finished. Or broiled. You can't tell if it's finished if it's broiled, okay? At all with water. But eat it like this, roasted in fire, because it's done. It's finished. You know it's well done. Eat the lamb. The lamb is finished. Eat it when it is finished, when it is well done. It's hid with his legs and its entails. You shall let none of it retain until morning. Let none of it retain until morning. And what remains of it until morning you shall burn. So eat all of the lamb. All of the lamb. All of the lamb. Yes. Yes. And thus you shall eat it with a belt on your waist, your sandals on your feet, and a staff in your hands, so you shall eat it in haste, and uh, it is the Lord's Passover. Why do you say eat it with uh, a belt and staff and sandals on your feet? Because you're going to be full and you're going to be ready to go. Once you eat that lamb, you're going to be ready to go. Ready to go where? Out of bondage. Out of bondage to the land of promise. Amen. So a couple things here I want to put into practice is more so position yourself. These are things, is, is, is nothing theological, nothing like that, but it's something that helped me personally with those bondages that was in my life that helped position me. And I had to be willing. I had to be willing. Okay, okay, God, I'm all you. I was willing. Okay, some of us need, the other one is some of us need to come, come into recognition. Some, I had to recognize that I had an addiction. One of them was an addiction. I had to recognize that, okay, and then do something. Uh, I had to confront it. I had to confront it. There was a young man who confronted a giant. Boom, knocked him down. It, that giant oppressed God's army, oppressed God's people. They would not move. They stayed still. But there was a man who confronted, confronted, confronted. God will, God will be with you. God will be with you. Confront it. And another thing that helped me, don't beat yourself up. I, I would not beat myself up because there is no, April said it earlier, earlier tonight, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. No condemnation. No condemnation. Because if you beat yourself up, it's going to drive you down, down, down into the ground. And you're just going to give up. And you're just going to be like, oh, well, I might as well just, just give up and, and do myself in. Or, or I might as well not even try no more. You know, there's no condemnation whatsoever. And the last one is I trusted God. I trust God. I trust God to deliver me out of all, this, all the bondages I had. Uh, he sits high but looks low. That's what I remember. He sits high and he looks low. 
in, uh, in closing, those of us who um, don't necessarily have bondages or need to deliver for anything but are in a tough, tough spot, remember our brother Joseph. He was in a bad spot, went worse to ugly, okay? It was what? He, he, he was, he was um, betrayed by his brothers to worse, being a, uh, a uh, slave in Potiphar's house where he had some sunshine, he had a little time off to relax or whatever, you know, and to, to even worse, um, being in prison, you know, where you get no daylight and you, you only get to eat when you have to eat, you know? I mean, you couldn't marry or anything in there, nothing like that. So, so to those who are not in bondage but are in tough situation, in the, in the natural, it went down like this the, with Joseph, down, down, down. But, but Joseph was still favored in all three areas. He was still favored, favored with his father, favored in uh, Potiphar's house, favored in prison. And he, he still, he, he still, this is what happened in the natural, was going down, down, down. In the spirit, though, he was going up, up, up. He graduated from each level. He didn't kill his brothers. He didn't have any art against his brothers. What was the What was the other one in Potiphar's house? What he didn't fall into uh, uh, lust or adultery, you know. And then in prison, he used God's gift in that that terrible situation, you know, by interpreting a dream. He still used still used what God had in him. So in the, in the natural, he was going down. But that, that's what it, it might look like that. But in the spirit, he was going up, 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 graduating school, graduating grade after grade. And um, that's, uh, that's all I got for now. That's my, uh-oh, 22 minutes. Okay. But to anybody who's in delivered, anybody who's in bondage, deliverance tonight, deliverance tonight, God sees it. God sees it. All right? Amen? Amen. You are free. Walk it out. You might have shackles on your hands, but those chains are broken. Okay, uh, go ahead, Elise. You can cue up the music. I'm going to say a couple uh, 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 verses about deliverance. And we can go on about that. Psalms. Pray, pray, pray with me, saints. Pray with me. In the name of Jesus, deliver your people tonight. Deliver your people tonight, Father God.